What's up, y'all? Welcome to the No Judgment Here podcast. I'm your host, Chanel Ellison. You know you can find me on Instagram at chanel.ellison. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at no judgment here underscore pod. We're back for another week. I knew I I knew I know I took um a little bit of a break just to, you know, in the moment, uh let things be what they were and to just really let people grasp what was hand, uh, happening around them. I know for me, I had certain days where I was just so heavy. Um, you know, the last episode I put out, like I cried recording that, you know, and I never thought I'd see the day where I'm crying um, recording a podcast, but you know, emotions have been heavy. Our thoughts, like everything has been heavy. So I figured everyone was taking some type of break or really needed a break, especially a mental break. And I know for me, I wasn't really um, in the place to record because when I record, I like it to be authentic and genuine and not forced. And I know that if I would have tried to record during a time where my mind just wasn't right, I wouldn't like how it sounded or I wouldn't like how it felt. And I like to do this from a heartfelt place, which is why I took that break. So please um, don't be mad at me for taking any breaks. Uh, My goal definitely is to remain consistent. Um, And when I do take those breaks, to just let people know we'll be right back to it. We just needed a a little break um, for the moment. But, you know, it's June. It's going to be July soon. Um, June has been jam-packed personally I honestly just got back from a mini vacation in Atlanta with my sister celebrating her birthday um her and some of her friends well all of us we went ATVing in Alabama which was really dope I've never done anything like that so that was um fun and really cool for me to experience you know there's hella birthdays this month um, my little one, he'll actually be four Friday and I'm excited. You know, we have his birthday this weekend and it's just so much. June is always jam-packed and my birthday is next month, early next month. So I'm just looking forward to, um, you know, everything that's happening, the good, you know, cause I feel like there's going to be good out of everything, um, you know, in the midst of all this chaos, we have to find the good somewhere, you know, and this week or this month, I was focusing on the subject of the podcast, which is no judgment um, and just how we have those prejudgments and those um, biases towards different people. And that's what I'm focusing on today. Um, Today, the title is how we see them. And we're going to be talking about um, just different unconscious biases that we have um, and how to be just more aware of them and how to eventually alleviate those unconscious biases. Because I know for me, like, (laughs) there's a point in time where I'm like, I don't think I really have that. Or, you know, you can sometimes think that's a white people problem. Um, but when you really assess yourself and see how you react to certain people, then you realize, okay, you know what? I do have these unconscious biases and I, I need to work on them, but that's for the topic. We'll get into that later. Um, but right now I just want to address, you know, current things happening in the world, 
um, while I was in Atlanta, um, you all saw the shooting at Wendy's. And actually, I was in Alabama and I got news about it. And I'm like, oh, shoot, you know, is is the the city going crazy right now for Rayshard or what? I don't know what I was going to get into, you know, headed back home. But just knowing that in the midst of all these protests, we're protesting police brutality and police killing there, people are still getting killed by the police. And it's just amazing to me. It's astonishing. Um, you know, people saying it was justified and he had every right. The, the cops gave him a chance to, um, you know, to do what he was told and this and that. And he still ran. My thing is, how does that deserve a killing? Because you don't listen to the police. I don't understand. You know, I didn't listen to the cops, so I should have been killed. Like, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever, you know, for something so minor. And it's still mind-boggling. So it's, it's like these protests are just going to keep on happening because we're still being killed out here. Um, you know, we have lynchings in there. I see people not wanting to call them that, but there are recent lynchings i have seen in the news um uh robert fuller and malcolm harsh i want to say is um his last name and call it what it is you know you have you have cops ruling it as a, a suicide which is ridiculous to me um i've also seen this meme going around on facebook saying black people don't hang themselves from trees not to my knowledge, not to my knowledge. I never knew of a black person, um, you know, who decided to commit suicide and wanted to hang themselves from a tree publicly. Historically, those are what lynchings look like. A public display of a black body that has been killed. And you mean to tell me that's a suicide? A black person going outside, getting a rope or whatever and hanging themselves from a tree to be on public display? Nah, that doesn't sound right. But... I guess they're going to determine to rule it like that so they don't want to call it what it is. But I hope they, you know, further investigate that more and get real evidence and really catch who did it. Because I'm not believing it's a suicide. I don't care. I'm, I'm really not. Um, and then, you know, our, our women getting killed. The young Black Lives Matter activist, Miss Salu. Salu, I'm sorry, I do not want to um, mispronounce her first name. So I attempted her last name. But her being killed, disappeared and then killed. And, you know, in Ohio last year, we had the same thing with Amber Evans, you know, went missing and then just found dead. And it just, it, her women are constantly just have no regard for their lives. Let's not forget Breonna Taylor, one of the main reasons we're out here protesting anyway. And, you know, we have trans women who have been killed recently. And it's just like, why are black women such a target? 
You know, when are our lives going to be taken into consideration? Because Breonna Taylor, her losing her life didn't spark the outrage of these protests. It was George Floyd. But Breonna Taylor should have made you just as angry. You know, a black woman losing her life should make you just as angry and wanting justice. And I just want our black women to be cared for and appreciated and be valued. I've been seeing, and it's pretty upsetting what I've been seeing on social media lately, is just a battle between black men and black women. And black men saying black women um, won't lift you up unless you have this or that. And it's like, I don't know any black woman who does not uplift a black man. Not one. And if you're not being uplifted, Nine times out of ten, what are you doing to be uplifted? King, what are you doing? Are you a stand-up guy? Or are you out here just nonchalant not caring about life? You know, we tend to be the therapists for everybody. And, you know, we hear your problems and this and that. But what, what do we get in return? Oh, we get told we're not uplifting you. We've been hearing your problems forever. Still encouraging you. Standing by your side. But we just don't do it in ways that are are obvious. Ways that you really appreciate. And that bothers me. The battle I've been seeing. And J. Cole came up um, with his new song, Snow on the Bluff. Um, I kept seeing people talk about it. And saying how he's um, taking a shot at black women and saying how we have this education, but yet we complain about people who don't or complain about the men who don't have it. So we should educate them. And people have interpreted it different ways. I didn't really take it as that way. Um, I just listened to it like a few times and I was like, I mean, I, I guess I can see how some women would you know, misinterpret it or interpret it that way. I don't want to say misinterpret it, but interpret it that way. But I was just like, I mean, that's how he feels. I can't say it's necessarily true because I'm all about educating. Let me know what what new thing I can tell you. What can I school you on so we're on the same page going forward? Um, But yeah, I've been seeing that debate lately. And I guess for me, it just wasn't really deep enough for me to care enough about the lyrics and to really explore what he was saying um and it didn't catch me like that so whoops there's that um but I will say a song that I have had on repeat since I listened to it is Leon Bridges song Sweeter um he won me over with the video and then like just the song it's amazing (laughs) it's literally amazing um and yes uh you know it's it's a song about black men and uplifting black men and i love it. it's a video full of beautiful black men um you know just wanting their life to be seen as valuable and i love leon bridges voice um so that song that's been a deep song to me leon bridges sweet i really or so i'm sorry sweeter um i really love it and i've had it on repeat literally since like what tuesday or wednesday when it came out non-stop listening to it so definitely check that song out um and lastly 
Um, I shouldn't be laughing at this one, but it's so funny because I've been saying this for years. But I know you guys have seen regarding Aunt Jemima <laughs> and them wanting to change the logo. And I have been saying this forever. I do not eat those products. Like Aunt Jemima is literally a racial stereotype. But no one understood that. Like, you you walk by that in the store and that didn't bother you. Like, I would be vocal about that. I used to get angry. Like, how is this still being sold in stores? Aunt Jemima. It's a racial stereotype and y'all profiting off of it. All these years later, like, I refuse. That is not an item you would see in my house. And now they want to finally, finally change the logo or the name or whatever. That should have been done. How are we still selling racial, stereotypical food products? And I don't know if this one's true. I was told it by my history teacher years ago, um, like planters peanuts or planters nuts. I was told that like that was racial too, seeing as like the planters then were slaves. I was told that do not try to fact check me or actually... You can fact check me and come back to me if you want. But I was told that by my history teacher. He put it in my head. He planted it in my head. So it's been in my head and I've ran with that for years. Um, But as I'm looking up more, they have all these other products. They have Mrs. Butterworth. If you look at her, um, her, the bottle shape of her definitely looks like a racial stereotypical um, black woman. Cream of wheat is like one of those old... um, Black servant chefs, like Uncle Ben, like all these different foods with black faces, racial stereotypical um, images, and they just have been sold in stores, and I'm sure they're in white people's homes, and they just been eating it, and black people too. And I don't care if it's good. Like we can't support stuff like that that's blatantly racist and in our faces. Like how? Like, that should have been protested years ago. Should have been changed so long ago. So, those are my current updates and events that I have, that I've seen. If I miss anything, please feel free to let me know or tag me in something or whatever. But, yeah, let's get into the topic for this week. Okay, y'all. So, the title this week is How We See Them. And that we're going to dig into, you know, our biases, our conscious bias and our unconscious bias. And I'm just going to talk about, you know, different situations and scenarios I've seen myself in. Rather, I've seen someone's unconscious biases, um, you know, being inflicted on me and vice versa. And then I'm also um, going to briefly at the end say some ways how we can possibly overcome those biases. But I'm going to start this episode off just giving a little like brief definition um, because there's clearly a difference between conscious bias and unconscious bias. But just based off definition, I just want to start off with saying what those are. So I got this definition from a website. It is called engageinlearning.com. And the definition they give for conscious bias says, when we are consciously biased, we are doing it intentionally. 
we know we are being biased towards a particular person or group. Okay, so that is the definition for conscious bias. Now, the definition for unconscious bias reads, this, this type of bias is carried out. Okay, let me start over. <laughs> now, let's consider unconscious bias. This type of bias is carried out unconsciously. So you could be doing something without realizing you were doing it. Everyone's unconscious bias is different according to the unique social factors which influence them and form the individual they are. Unconscious bias can occur when we need to make decisions and judgments. We are not always making conscious decisions which are well thought through, taking all factors into account. Our brains work quickly so they assess, assess information which is known and familiar to us first. This information is based on our personal experiences, meaning there is a natural bias towards views and opinions which fit with the worldview we are most familiar and comfortable with. By doing this unconsciously, there is no malicious intent. We are often unaware that we have done it and of its impact and implications. So as you can see, the definition for unconscious bias is way longer than conscious bias. And the main difference is, you know, when you have a conscious bias, you're you're doing this with a purpose. Like you literally hate these people because you do. And or, you know, you, you really, really <laughs> dislike someone um, and you, you validate it with a reason. Um, you know, unconscious, you may have heard a certain stereotype and that's been embedded in your brain. And you never really sought to determine if that stereotype is true. You just live with it. So that's how I define it and how I've seen it. And one of the things that when I, when it comes to different biases I've seen inflicted on me is in regards to how other people want to identify me. And one of my biggest things is the whole notion between, um, you know, being black and being African-American. I prefer black 100% because that's what I am. That's what I identify with. But you see people of other races or even within the black race who will say African-American. And I just never identify with that. It doesn't stick with me. I do not use that term. And I posted this on my page today, but it's like a series of photos Um Someone named Gloria Atanamo posted on Facebook. And I love these slides. So I'm just going to go through them really quickly. Um, And she's pretty much just talking about, you know, is it rude to call us black? Us as in black people. So um, she goes through these slides and she, you know, side by side does African-American versus black. And... This first one says, it's an honor to be black, not a curse. We love being black. It's other people that have a problem with our pride for our skin color. Most of us prefer black over African-American because many people can't trace their lineage to a specific country in Africa. Being black is not just a race. It's an entire culture. And I just want to stop right there because... I had gotten to, uh, I guess you can call it an argument 
on one of my statuses on Facebook a while ago about being called African-American and how I prefer black. And this guy, it's always a guy who likes to argue with me. I don't know what it is, but men like to test my knowledge and I get so sick of it. Um, I guess it's that ego thing where they think they know more than you or they want to debate with you to see how much more they know. But I get tired of it. But um, this guy and he was talking about how um, we shouldn't call ourselves black and African-American, this, this and this. And how, um, you know, black came from white people giving us that title. And I'm like, where do you think all the titles came from? You know what I mean? All the titles that we call ourselves came from white people trying to make us an, still less American. It's never just Americans. We're never just seen as Americans. So where do you think those titles came from, my guy? Sure enough, he stopped <laughs> commenting. But so one of my biggest things is why I don't call myself African-American is because I feel like how can I identify with something I do not know? Like as that slide said, like, Many people can't trace their lineage to a specific country in Africa. Africa is a huge continent made up of many different countries. So for me to just be like, oh, yes, I'm African. I feel like I'm robbing myself of knowing exactly in Africa where my sisters came, where my ancestors came from. That's how I personally identify with it. So I I just prefer black. Um... And the uh, next slide, she said, people often default to saying African-American because they think it's politically correct. This country was built on the back of slaves. So some black people feel like hyphenating their existence as Americans is another way to other them. If you're unsure, start with black, then default back to African-American if you're corrected. But most of us like black. In fact, we is blackity black these days. <laughs> so that's another thing to me that always bothered me is how people try to take your race and make your race politically correct. Like my race and my identity, this isn't a political thing. Like I'm black and you should be okay uh, calling me that. You know, I call you white. I don't feel bad about it. If that's what you are, if you prefer Caucasian, Italian-American, whatever, European American, okay, fine, I'll call you that, but I have no issue calling you what you prefer. And it's just amazing to me how calling us a color, which most of us prefer, makes people uncomfortable and they don't want to offend us. Like, you can't offend me when that's what I identify with. Now, when you start, when you want to use a racial slur, that's a different scenario, that's a different situation. But when you're literally just calling me what I like to be called, my race, it's not offensive at all. I actually value that. So thank you. Let's see. Um, she also goes on to say, it's only rude to call us black when you're using it in conjunction with a noun as a means to insult us. For example, my YouTube comment section is filled with black monkey type comment comments. I remember when I was 11, a boy called me a black bee, when I accidentally stepped on his shoes. In that context, it's clear that black is being used as a derogatory word. Racist today might try to use it with a negative connotation, but that doesn't take away from the pride we have and feel for what being black stands for. And that's so true. Um, you know, you I, I even see that within the black community. You know, you see <clears throat> guys 
call women black bees. And it's like, dang, like y'all taking our, our blackness and making it derogatory as well. Like, come on now. Don't do that to us. Like our black is beautiful. We take pride in our black. I know I do. And I never want to be any other race other than black because the, the culture we have and just the way we are as a people and knowing I can walk down the street and see a black brother or sister and we go and nod at each other or smile at each other. Just that unity we have of just who we are and identifying in our race and loving one another, you know? Um, she continues on and this is when she transitions over to African-American in that term. She said, in my case, both of my parents were born in Nigeria. So I don't mind being called African-American or Nigerian-American because it, it acknowledges both cultures that shape my identity. This isn't the case or story for every black person, though. That's why black is the safer bet, because it encompasses both black people and African-Americans. And that's another reason why I don't identify with African-Americans, because I don't know any of my family who are directly from Africa. I don't. I have friends that have parents from Africa, you know, and they might identify with African-American because it's it's right there. They know that's where their parents came from. That's where their grandparents came from. But me, my parents are born in America. Their parents are born in America. Their parents are born in America and so on. Like that's where we're from. So for me to identify with that, it just... It just doesn't really make sense in my case. So I, when I saw that series of pictures, it really just took the words right out of my mouth that I tried to explain to people. Um, and I also was so grateful to have um, people from other races comments on it um, and say, thank you for clarifying. Um, I had someone else who is native um and she was talking about how they often face that too you know versus being called native american or indigenous or native and i'm one i usually say i usually just say native like i don't say indian because i feel like that's super offensive they're not from india like they were here in america they're native um and i was having that conversation with her and i was like yeah i say native unless someone wants to correct me like and if you correct me that's fine and that's the thing. I also feel like we shouldn't be afraid to correct people, you know, because people think they're doing you a favor by calling you something politically correct when it can be so insulting and we shouldn't be afraid to correct them. Like, no, I'm sorry that you think you're using the correct term, but I don't identify with African-American or, you know, I'm sorry, please don't call me a Native American. I'm I'm just just native. You know, this is our land. We were here. So please call me what I prefer. So that's one, um, I would say, unconscious bias that I see a lot from, you know, white counterparts when they call you that because that's what they were told to call black people, you know, so they're not being rude or offensive. But in, in turn, it can really be rude or offensive because you're not taking the time to see what I truly identify with, you know? So, um, and I will say I never really was aware of any unconscious bias I had until recently, um, because I'm, I really am someone that I take 
people's feelings into consideration. Like I, I really think um, of people and I don't really like stereotypes. I know what it's like, you know, to be stereotyped. So I don't really carry any stereotypes in my mind of people or, you know, I don't go about my day thinking of a certain group of people, but that quickly got shut down um, over this past weekend. My mom has a neighbor and every time I go to her house, I always see him and his family. They're so nice. And for the longest, like as as long as they've been there, I want to say for like two years, I just assumed he was Mexican. (laughs) I assumed he was Mexican. He spoke Spanish and that was it because I never thought that you know, I'm, I never thought that, oh, they're here from Central America or South America. Like, that never registered in my mind. I'm just like, oh, he's Mexican. So we always talk to each other here and there. I might exchange a few, you know, words in Spanish and keep it going. Um, but this time, we, like, really had a conversation. And he has, like, broke broken English, and he's aware of that. So he'll, like, he, he gets frustrated sometimes because he wants to just make sure I understand what he's saying. But luckily, I do. Um, but we were talking and what did I ask him? I think I was, I, 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 he either said where he was from or I asked, but not in like a rude way, but he's like, I'm from Guatemala. And I was like, wait a second. Wait, what? He was like, you thought I was Mexican. I was like, yes, I did. I'm so sorry. I, I literally assumed you were Mexican. I had, I had no idea. I've never met anybody from Guatemala. And he was just like, yeah, I'm from Guatemala. And I'm like, wow, he's from Central America. And I'm just like, wow. Like, and the first thing I'm like, how do you get here? Because, you know, with Mexico, you know, they're, they're right there on the border. And they come. And I'm just like, how did he get here from Guatemala? Like, I had all these questions. But I, I didn't deliver them in a rude way. It was really out of curiosity of me just wanting to know more about him and how he got here. And it just blew my mind that here I am seeing a Spanish um, speaking person and assuming that they're from Mexico because Mexico is the closest to the United States when all in all he's from Guatemala and I'm just like what the heck I don't think I've ever met anybody from Guatemala when you know technically I probably could have met plenty of people from Guatemala or any other Central American um, country or South American country and I just assume they're Mexican and for me like that was kind of a um and slapping the face to myself, I was, like I said, low-key embarrassed. Like, really, Chanel? Like, out of all the Spanish-speaking countries, you just stick with Mexico. But that was that unconscious bias, you know, that's embedded in our head. Because we live in the U.S. and we're told we have immigrants from Mexico. You know? So that was that unconscious bias. And I had I had in my head. And I was like, wow, okay. You do have some unconscious bias <laughs> that you need to work through. But see, for me, when that unconscious bias comes to light, I like to to dig more into it and get some facts and try to cancel that bias so it doesn't come back up again. Or I can tell other people. I think that's the biggest thing to like make other people aware. Like, hey, like, do you always assume like when you see another Spanish speaking person and they may, you know... <laughs> 
be described as a typical Mexican. Um, do you assume they're Mexican? And they might be like, yeah, I do. Well, guess what? Don't assume that anymore. Ask them where they're from, <laughs> you know, and you might just find out they're from a totally different country. So that's how that went with my unconscious bias. So it was brought to light that I do um, have some. And, and that kind of segues into how I um, feel like how you should overcome unconscious bias. And one of the big ones for me is to have conversations with people. I feel like if you don't talk to people who don't look like you, really engage in conversation, but not in a rude way, like I said, but out of curiosity, you know, you can come off and say, I don't want to assume that I know your ethnicity or your race. So I'm just curious, like, can you tell me more about it? What do you identify as? And, you know, you can do it out of respect and people will respect that. Like if someone came up to me and asked, do you identify as black or this or that? I'd be like, yes. And I would love to have an amazing conversation. That's the first thing for me is just to really engage in conversation and stop worrying about, um, you know, offending people. Because I feel like when you assume, that's when you offend. So don't assume, um, just dive right in with some some questions that aren't disrespectful but they're just out of curiosity because you want to better educate yourself and you want to make sure that you identify somebody with what they identify with um i think another one is to really assess your thoughts um like say if you are walking down the street and you see a certain group of people and you you clutch your purse or you cross the other way so you don't walk beside them like stop and think like why am I doing this why did I just do that is it because that's what I was taught as a kid is that what society taught me because honestly I I really don't feel that way it just kind of came naturally to me um so really yeah take the time to uh, assess your thoughts about how you feel towards certain people and lastly I suggest looking at who you hang around. You know, does everybody you hang out with look like you? Do all your friends look like you? And that can say a lot right there. You know, why don't you have friends that don't look like you? Is it because you're scared to, you know, cross those boundaries and get to know someone of a different background who might not relate to you in every way possible? Or do you just have some unconscious biases that you are afraid to let go of because you're too scared to get to know people. So I definitely suggest looking at who you hang around and, you know, getting some new associates who don't look like you, some new friends who don't look like you because they can definitely add value to your life and culture to your life and just teach you different things you didn't know before. All right. So that wraps up the topic for this week. Let's get into those health tips. Okay, so I'm not 100% sure we can call this a health tip or beauty tip, but it's just an overall tip. Um, so the tip this week is to buy black, shop black. Um, support your local black business. Um, I, I've seen so many different pages from different cities popping up with businesses that are black, and the pages are dedicated to highlighting, highlighting those businesses, and it's just a beautiful thing. Um, 
You know, I've seen a few businesses listed on the Columbus page that I didn't even know were black. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to go in there because I passed that store so many times and I wanted to go in. I just didn't um, go in yet. But knowing that it's black, I'm like, oh, I'm in there. <laughs> like, I'm in there in no time. Um, you know, I've been to a few bakeries that are black, um, coffee shops that are black. So I just say, and, and not even all of them are like, you know, storefronts. Some are actual businesses, whether it's lawn care or car detailing or, you know, support your local hairstylist, your local black hairstylist, your local nail tech. Like, just support black and uh, buy black. You know, I feel like our people really need to put our money back into us and just watch how we how we prosper. It's a beautiful thing. I, um, you know, I want to, or I won't say I want to, I'm going to have my uh, business and it's black owned business. And I don't ever want people to think since it's black owned, you know, it only services black people. I feel like that can definitely be some type of idea people are getting out of this when they see all these black owned businesses. Like, no, that's not the case. We just want to keep our black businesses afloat and want to make sure that they are doing well in this economy and that we are supporting them instead of supporting businesses that, you know, don't, they value our dollar, but not us. You know what I mean? Like we go in there and shop and they, they uh, have their eyes on us. They follow us. Like that's, that's what I don't want to, I don't want us to keep shopping where we're not appreciated. Um, and even if it's not uh, a racial thing, it could be a class thing. You know, you go into a store and they're following you around because they don't think you have it. So that's why I'm just like, just, you know, buy black or just buy from a business. If, if you're not black, um, I mean, you could still support your black business, um, I think it's a beautiful thing, and I just recommend everybody do it. Um, and that's just my tip for the week. Um, I just want everyone to have a great week. Um, I hope life is treating you well. I hope your mental is doing good. Take some time to, you know, get your mind right, rest up, eat well, talk to somebody, and just get some peace in life, all right? So thank y'all for listening to the No Judgment Here podcast. We will have another episode next week. I appreciate all the feedback as usual and you guys listening. Thank you so much. Bye.